0: Red Notice, starring one of our favorite Canadians, Ryan Reynolds, is now Netflix's most watched movie ever, and it looks like it could change the way Netflix does business moving forward. For more on that, let's uh, welcome back to the show Peter Howell, film critic, of course, for the Toronto Star, past president of the Toronto Film Critics Association. Peter joins us here on Global News Radio. Hey, Peter, good afternoon. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Uh, Netflix says uh, moving forward that they're going to produce fewer movies and concentrate just on large ones. And I guess in a way that makes business sense, Peter, but do you think that that perhaps comes at a cost, at least artistically?
1: Uh, well, you know, I've never really equated Netflix with high artistic values, although I got to say that uh, The Power of the Dog, which is one of theirs, is my favorite film of the year. I mean, they've they, they really upped their game this year. Um you know their strategy seems to be working so far. I think they had something like eighty films this year which is more than everybody anybody else. It's pretty staggering like 80, 80 new feature films um so cutting back on that doesn't seem to me like a bad idea particularly if they that they develop making them better if um well, they could be more commercial but they could also be better i mean I haven't see, I didn't see all of Red notice I had a look at part of it um so I don't want to comment too much on it but uh you know it it's very much playing on the personalities of the three stars
0: mm-hmm But uh, And I hear what you're saying, that uh, sometimes uh, less does equal more, if you will, particularly if you can concentrate on uh, just certain features and have uh, better films, better features. But if you are kind of playing to a subscriber base and you're just looking at uh, what it is uh, they want, which, again, makes perfect business sense, I mean, are you not making movies that perhaps uh, could have a chance at being a success and uh, movies in subject matter that uh, should and deserve to be made?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, playing to what you perceive your audience to be. I mean, nobody ever got uh, got nobody ever did not get rich doing that, right? Like, you know, fifty million Elvis fans can't be wrong, as they say. So, um, you know, they seem to be doing everything right so far.
0: Is this a a bit of a problem, though, that's been plaguing maybe just not Netflix, but the movie industry in general? That, uh, you know, we see just a plethora of blockbusters now, Peter, as you well know. uh, A lot of superhero, a lot of Marvel movies, uh, that sort of thing. And,. uh, again uh, they're trying uh, their best to stay afloat uh, particularly uh, during pandemic uh, times but this is something that's been going on for a while that there seems to be because of business interests a lack of real selection for moviegoers
1: you're absolutely right i mean like right now at the at the at the, at the movie theaters themselves you've got the big blockbuster films that are doing well and you've got the sort of the, the cheapy horror films that are doing well but the ones in between, the ones that typically would have been like the date night movie or the, um, you know, the, the movie that the whole family went and saw, not doing as well. Um, it's, it, those tend to migrate to streaming. Um, and that, that is a trend that's been happening for at least 10 years. And during the pandemic, it, they, just, they just hit the gas pedal on that. It's, uh, it, that whole trend has really taken off.
0: And case in point, might be West Side Story. Let's talk a bit about that. Steven Spielberg's uh, latest uh, film, which debuted to a very disappointing box office, Peter.
1: Just over 10 million, and they thought it was going to do better than that. And um, considering how many critical hosannas for that, including my own, I mean, Spielberg got to give the guy credit. He did an excellent job on a property that I did not think you could remake. I mean, how do you how do you do something? How do you improve a movie that many consider to be the greatest movie of all time? So, you know, it won a near record 10 Oscars. Um, it's a uh, It's it's kind of disappointing to see that it didn't do as well, but then the audience that it attracted tend to be primarily female. I think there's 57% uh, older women went to see it, but that is the group also staying away from theaters primarily because they're afraid of COVID. So it's really hard to draw definitive conclusions, but it's I think a lot of people, and I expected, too, that it was going to do really well, but it it could do um, it could do better over the Christmas uh, vacation. I mean, the next couple of weeks will definitely tell a tale with that one.
0: That's what I was wondering, if this is a movie that's just going to take a little while, and while the timing typically seems good for a movie like West Side Story to, to come out just a couple of weeks ahead of the uh, Christmas uh, break, and again, who knows what Omicron is going to do to things in the coming days and weeks, but uh, is this a movie that could be a bit of a, I guess, late bloomer, if you will, when it comes to the box
1: office? I think it could be, and I think it will be. Um, you know, the, the the this is not going to be on streaming, at least not right away. Um, so that's been a big problem with a lot of other movies, where if you had that option, people would just stay home watch it on streaming. I mean, that that basically hurt King Richard, which is another really good movie. You know, the the Will Smith movie, having the streaming option was bad for that one. But uh, as for other ones, but West Side Story right now, you can't see it on streamers. Um, I think I think you will see a, an uptick in people going to see it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a quality product. It just it just got a leading number of like. Uh, I think it was 11 nominations from a group I'm a member of, the Critics Choice Association, tied with Belfast. So, um, you know, it's it's obviously a, a valuable and worthy movie that I think still has some legs to it.
0: Okay, you don't think that we're going to see this uh, streaming sooner rather than later with this uh, disappointing box office right outside the gate, uh, right out of the yeah. gate? Uh, sorry.
1: That could certainly happen. If if it if it doesn't do well in the next two weeks, you'll see it on streaming a lot faster for sure.
0: Uh, just finally, uh, Peter, are there a few movies on your radar that we should uh, be aware of when it comes to the uh, Christmas uh, season, and uh, those that might have some time off over the next few weeks want to take in a, a film, whether it be at the theater or streaming at home?
1: The one, of them, the one I'm most high on right now is Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, it's just that's the kind of movie that we've just been talking about that that people aren't going to see in theaters, and they are bringing this one into theaters. Sort of very carefully, it's a very careful rollout. It'll be like just before Christmas, or I think it might be December 24th. Definitely see that one. Um, it's like set in the 70s. It's a real sort of offbeat love story. Um, I think that's going to do surprisingly. If that does not do well, then I'll be, I'm going to feel very sad about the movie business because that one just seems to everybody I know who has seen it, and I've seen it twice now, they love it. So um, that one plus other ones like the, you know the Power of the Dog and Spencer, um, there's there some there's some really good movies there. It just um, it, it's tough for seeing some of them.
0: For sure, yeah. May I add, uh, being the Ricardos, we were talking about this on the show uh, yesterday, just a couple of, I thought, powerhouse performances from Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, and really interesting the way that uh, Aaron Sorkin decided to tell the story of uh, I Love Lucy.
1: Definitely interesting. I mean, I, I like Javier Bardem as uh, Ricky Ricardo. i not so sure about Nicole Kidman, but um, yeah, Javier Bardem, I, I love that guy, particularly when he's doing a funny role.
0: Yeah, it was uh, really, really uh, interesting to see uh, the, the way they broke that down in just a, a week of uh, taping a uh, an episode of uh, I Love Lucy and everything going on in the background. I thought that was a, a really interesting and kind of innovative choice.
1: Yeah, not to show you would expect to have like a behind the scenes thing, like how the sausage is made kind of thing, but uh, interesting approach.
0: Without a doubt. Peter, thank you for this. Have a great holiday season.
1: All the best. Talk to you soon. You
0: Bye. got it. Peter Howell from the uh, Toronto Star Film Critic. And we're back after a break.